podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Discover the new 3-Step Pro Partial Range, specifically designed to clean your partials and remaining teeth in three simple steps. Clean your partial, strengthen your natural teeth, protect your whole mouth. Stand up to further tooth loss with Polident Pro Partial, available at Walmart. This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Earn a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University and help protect your company from cyber threats by performing vulnerability assessments and threat hunting to catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. G'day and welcome to the post-match couch show. My name is George Zanthus, making my debut here on the Day Trippers. It's a huge honor, and I'm very, very happy to have two very, very special guests. I'm so psyched that I've got you both here. Seriously, and we're going to talk about uh, Liverpool thrashing Hoffenheim two goals to one. It was an absolute whitewash. <laughs> it, it could actually be four one if we take the away goals into it. It, it could, it could. I mean, you know, when you get a side coming back to your home ground that need two goals to score, you might as well have two goals. Might on as well board. have eight. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, the the twelve nil definition of of absolute insanity of scoring goals. That's what Liverpool was. Absolutely. Well, uh, just there, everybody. You heard the voice of uh, Matty Camp. Uh, Matty's a huge Liverpool supporter. He's actually the. Am I right saying the treasurer still? Uh, Former vice chairman and treasurer of uh, the Liverpool Supporters Club. I've just retired. You've just, oh, he's retired. just retired. Wow! Yeah. After eight years hanging up the the, the notebook the of, bank the, of the New South Wales Supporters Club. Yes, that's right. So you're one of the biggest supporters in the city, maybe the state, I would possibly say, the country. I would say the state, uh, possibly possibly the country. I would say top ten. Maybe um, the, this side of the equator. Uh, yeah, the southern <laughs> hemisphere. I would think uh, you know South Africa does pretty well. Hyperbole but, aside, but yeah, 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 absolutely. Sure. Great. So we, we do have a Liverpool supporter on here. So it's very, very, I'm very, very happy to have you on the couch. Very, very honoured. Thank you for making the trip. Uh, we've also got a very good friend of mine. Very, very good friend of mine. Uh, Chris Ferreira. Now, Chris, you are a, you, you, you get paid to yeah. be a coach. So you're a professional football coach. Oh, let's call it, let's call it an assistant coach of a semi-professional team. Ooh, I love it. Ooh. Getting paid the big bucks. That's a long Getting title. Getting paid bucks. <laughs> Long titles are impressive. It is. I, yeah. And I cut it short, actually. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> so, you go. So you've, you've done your badges. I've done my badges. You've done badges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm an assistant coach of an NPL3 uh, team, Dollar Chill, under 20s. So that's effectively the reserve grade um, in the third tier of New South Wales competition. So. What I love about this is that we're not only getting a, sort of a professional... I mean, you don't have to be professional to have a good idea about the game, but not only are we getting that aspect, but Chris is not a, a natural... Uh, Liverpool supporter. I mean, you're Liverpool curious. You uh, swing that way. We're going to get him. We'll get it, yeah. yeah absolutely. He, you're curious, but you are a Madrid supporter, am I right? I'm a Madrid supporter, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we, we like that. Anyone yeah. who's not Barcelona at the moment, I think we like. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. Um, Madrid aren't after any one of ours. So, um, <laughs> and, you know, I've told them about the $15 uh, Liverpool Supporters Club membership that gets you 10% off at Cheers Bar, so I think he's sold. I think, I think we've sold him. I think you're retired, have. you're still working. Yeah, <laughs> never never quit. No days <laughs> off. Plans made for the weekend, put it that way. <laughs> there you go. Nice. You get your money back on the first beer. Get them on the website. On, the, the, on, on that first 10 points. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, look, let's get straight stuck straight into it we're on the beers 
Indeed. have to make an admission. We're all on the beers. Yes. Maddie didn't want to get on the beers, and yeah. he just he just goes, "Let's just do it." I had a five course dinner with a wine pairing as well. So we yeah. ha- we had a one course dinner. We had well, what did you have for dinner? Very quickly. Um, so I was eating at Automata, which is a two headed restaurant um, in the hotel that I work in. Uh, so yeah, wow. was, I really couldn't describe the menu to you. Uh, it's way above my head, even with my <laughs> hospitality background. Um, but suffice to say, it's it's a normally an eighty eight dollar uh, per person tasting menu. We we had a two course meal. We had a we had firstly we, we had a we had boneless chicken, um, zinger style chicken with a ah. side of fries and a potato gravy, right. uh, from the lovely establishment of the um, fried chicken from Kentucky. Original recipe. Original, original recipe. Original it was. recipe. That's that's a um, favorite of mine as well. It was on the menu just as bucket of shit. <laughs> mm. That's how it was. Um, but anyway, so um, we're, we're we're fed, we're drinking, where mm. we want to talk about Hoffenheim because Liverpool are uh, they've got a foot in the door, but the job is half done. As yeah. they say, um, I wouldn't mind getting your guys' just thoughts about because you've both watched the game. We've all watched the game. Um, just getting a few, a few sentences, an idea of, of what you thought of the game in general. Maddie, I'll start with you. Yeah, well, I mean, that one was more worth getting up at four thirty a.m. for yeah. than Watford was staying up till three thirty a.m. for um, yeah. with, with the afters and watching the next games. Um, I thought that it was another sort of Liverpool slow start. Uh, after about 10 minutes, I was thinking to myself, will we ever not concede in the first 15? <laughs> um, but that penalty was taken with about the same amount of skill that I could take a penalty. Yeah. So, you know, fortunately, I think Mignolet got there even too early uh, on his save and, and parried it away when he maybe had time to just walk over, collect it and... <laughs> You know, it only happens in FIFA where the, keeper, the ball. where the keeper like catches the ball yeah. for like a shootout. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for the punch. Punch it. It's all, I don't it's want all you to try keepers' catch. instincts. Just keep it out of the back of the net. If you've kept it out of the back of the net, you have successfully saved the penalty. Um, unless you're AC Milan in 2005 Champions League final. <laughs> shots. Ooh, shots fired. Beep, 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 all beep, beep, Italian listeners just went <laughs> Yep. And all the Italy subscribers just logged off. Um, so now that they're gone, uh, but. After that, I think um, Hoffenheim still retained a bit of momentum. They still kept coming at the goal. Uh, Liverpool had some nervous defensive moments, as we've come to expect, uh, but then grew into the game. As we saw towards the end of last year, um, we saw Liverpool start growing into games from slow starts. Uh, And I think it might be becoming a hallmark of this team, although I wish it wouldn't. Um, But, you know, it seemed like Hoffenheim's missed chances... Uh, and then a few of Liverpool's close chances then started to swing the momentum, mm. I think, a bit in, in, in the Reds' favour. Well, mm. well, Chris, um, you you haven't seen much of Liverpool's preseason. You saw them last year. I mean, you're watching sort of, yeah. you know, you, you, you're with an interested eye. But mm. what, what did you what did you take from it? I mean, you you, you watched the Watford game as well. You said I did watch the Watford game. Um, I I. Didn't watch it with, I guess, as keen an eye. It was more of a entertainment value for me, if you like. Um, it was pretty. That was actually a pretty entertaining game. And I actually thought today's game was actually quite good. It was quite open even from mm. the beginning. Um, I don't know. I haven't followed Liverpool in preseason, so in speaking to to friends who follow them, um, I've been surprised with the. I'm going I'm to call it panic stations. It's probably an exaggeration, mm. but you know, like. To hear people say, "Oh, you know, we haven't, we haven't got, we've got so many guys out for the first few games. You know, it's it's going to be back to the wall job." Whereas I saw that I saw the lineup against Watford, and I thought that, that that's actually quite a good side. Okay, maybe maybe they, I didn't know what to expect from them, but I thought that's on paper that's a good team. And to be honest, watching them today, I thought I actually thought they were in second year. To be honest, 
I thought they played a Hoffenheim team who were probably playing, you know, an eight out of ten yeah. or a nine out of ten for yeah. the way they they play. And I, and I and I saw a Liverpool team, to be honest with you, still in second gear. So yeah, it was it was a good game, and I think they did what they needed to do to win without you know exposing themselves, you know, through risky football. To mm. put it that way. Well. Yeah, it's sort of the, the, the way that I saw it as well. I think you both you both hit the nail on the head. And, you know, if only more of our supporters can do that. Just, just yeah. It's almost like we, we probably need to just go to sleep for six months and come back and go, this is not too bad considering where we've been in the, in the past. I mean, that's probably the, be- it's mm. the best way to look at it. We should just get yeah. an outsider. Because you know what? Actually, a lot of people do say that like supporters of other clubs often look in at other at other mm. you know we look at Chelsea and yeah. we're going you guys are fine but in their club they're, they're panic stations as well yeah, Arsenal exactly. panic everybody's panicking around, around their own team yeah. there's not that much we have to be panicking about maybe a little bit at this moment uh, in this moment um, <laughs> but I do actually want to I want to pull up some quotes now that we're here now that, now that I'm making impressions um, Jurgen Klopp I don't know what you guys make of what he said at the end of the game post-match um Comments. I, I will do it complete with impression. Mm. Uh, just it give you an idea of how the game went uh, against Hoffenheim. So um, he was asked, "What did you What did you think? How did you think it went?" Uh, you know, we played defensively well because you know, the plan was to let them play in spaces that we believe are not dangerous or interesting to us. And so <laughs> basically, that's what he said. Basically, like, basically, yeah, we defended really well, and anything they did was pretty much not that impressive. And then what did uh, what's his name Nagelsmann? What does Nagelsmann come out and say? He comes out with his gloves on and says. Um, I don't think that's true. He's not going to sit there and say Hoffenheim played insane and my team played shit. I think we did pretty well. Wow. Hmm. Has he got a point? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I don't trust any football manager younger than me. Hmm. Uh, no offense. How old are you? Is he too young, Matt? I think uh, he's too young. He, he could just be. says he's too young, Matt. Too, no, too, too young, young, Matt. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he could be too young, Matt. Um, that remains to be seen. Um, I think, yeah, the... Every, if you take managers on face value, then I guess you haven't been following football that long. They're not going to tell you exactly what they thought. Um, but Klopp mm-hmm. made some some decent points in that I think we worked out pretty quickly how Hoffenheim wanted to play and who they wanted to get the ball to and who they didn't want to get the ball to. And I think uh, you know we sort of gave them channels that we would prefer they went down. We knew we weren't going to stop them outright. You never stop any football team outright. Um, whereas it, it may have been a lesson learned maybe against Watford where, you know, we let the wrong people have the ball too much yeah. uh, with Watford, the, the more clinical ones. So you saw today that Hoffenheim seemed rather wasteful uh, with a lot of their chances, and it seemed like maybe they were trying to snatch at a few. Maybe they thought they wouldn't get uh, many quality chances because they couldn't get their quality men on the ball. So it, it could have had, you know, that effect on them um, if if Klopp is is saying that that was the tactic mm. and rather a consequence. Because so. mm. I, I found when I watched the game, so Liverpool, um, the way that they set up, they seem to press very high. But Hoffenheim, like, I think Christian made a really good point. You said that they were at 8 out of 10. Liverpool was still in second mm. gear. Now, mm. whether that's um, yeah. by, what, what do they say? By design or by, yeah. what's that What's that thing? Where well, it's, it's like, either you mean it or you didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know if Liverpool quite meant to play in second gear, but um, mm. I, I found... I, just, I was just so impressed. I was so impressed with Hoffenheim. They played a three-four-three yeah. three with the shadow, the two shadow attackers that act as a left and right forward, yeah. um, and it's the, basically the system that Chelsea play. And mm. um, I actually found them getting the ball. They played it vertically very quickly, and they just bypassed Liverpool's press. 
but also Liverpool's very flat three. They were playing a four-three-three mm. with the flat three in the centre, who were all interchanging with one another. Mm. I, I, it just again, it looked a little bit shaky. But I thought Hoffenheim played really well to start with. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I thought they, I thought they did play well. They, I think they played three-four-three quite well. I think they I think what sort of played into Liverpool's hands, and maybe it lends itself to what I was saying before about them, you know, Liverpool seeming like they're in second gear, was they didn't really go out wide. That is Hoffenheim. They didn't really go out wide. Like you said, they went vertically quite well. Mm. And and I think that's also part of what Liverpool were doing. You could see Salah and Mane were very deliberate in how they would press their, th- their three centre-backs. So they mm. would force them inside instead of allowing them to go out wide. Not that Hoffenheim had anyone special out there. No, they've got fullbacks essentially. They had exactly. that. Yeah, they had that guy who got. Look, was that the right centre back or the right back that got ripped by Mana? He had to get. He had to come off because he had a yellow. I think that was the. Right, I actually think that was the right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I think you know Hoffenheim. Yeah, they, they played it well, but I, I just don't think pound for pound personnel wise, they're they're as good as the Liverpool players overall. They're maybe playing better at the moment, but Liverpool Liverpool's players. It's not their best. It's not their best eleven. We know mm-hmm. that, and I think it was more about Liverpool accepting the situation that they were in, playing tactically smart, and not exposing themselves with high risk football. So I think I think that that worked well in their favour. I do want to get your opinion, Maddie, on on the four three three and this three this flat three in midfield. I'm I'm going to keep I'm I'm going to bring it up again because I'm I'm just not. Just because on the 60... I don't want to jump too far into the game because we're sort of looking at it in quarters and we're looking Mm. at the first quarter to first half uh, with that flat three in the middle. I just felt the game turned so much when Milner came on and he deliberately said, let's play a 4-2-3-1. You can see with his fingers, he did the four at the back, two in the front, and that's where he and Vinaldum sat with Chan in a little bit more advanced. But coming back to the first half, that flat three, we saw against Watford that there was a bypassing of the midfield. And it's almost like Klopp has set them up so that they're attacking like the one defensive mid and the two advanced. It's set up to be attacking, but they're not contributing, it seems to me, attacking-wise. I could be wrong. Yeah, and not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure if this is formation of personnel or just a case of situational here. You know, we played about 250 preseason games mm. and we cruised <laughs> through them all. Yeah. But... That I don't know if that was necessarily the best thing for our midfield because I mean Jordan Henderson Jordan Henderson still seems off from mm, yeah, the heights yeah. that we know he's capable of, yeah. but it doesn't look like he did when he was carrying the injury. So if it's still ring rust or whatever it may be, um, he does have rust. Like he showed that against Burnley last year, then he came out flying after that against yeah, Chelsea. But then you know he looked. I mean he looked off it at Watford. And a little bit better today, but not that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he hasn't quite clicked with uh, Wijnaldum and Chan midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was evident at Watford. That it, nobody could complete a pass in that midfield. And that's where I thought we were really missing Coutinho, someone who you know can find passes, you know can put balls into channels, and, and would have made the most of the wingers, especially with all that pace. You know, it's something that I think Coutinho has been really crying out for, is give him people with pace and options in front of him. Um, so I... I'm hesitant to pass judgment on a formation just yet because it doesn't look like it's a team that's clicked yet, even though it's got all of the same people we basically ended last year with, with the exception of, of Salah. Um, you know, that's the only difference in, in this team is, you know, Salah's in there and it wasn't there, but everybody else played last year. And then Moreno, I mean, you know, well, Moreno sets off something in Liverpool fans' brains that as soon as they see him on the pitch, it's, you know, 
the iceberg is heading for the Titanic, and it's just a matter of time before we all sink into the water and die. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't believe. I think Moreno has a role to play this year. I think he he could be you know a very good fill in, um, give Robertson time to actually settle into the team because we know that Robertson's obviously the going to be the preferred choice. You know, you don't go out and buy a left back unless you plan on playing the left you, back. You don't, you don't blow, like, wicked amounts of money, like £8 million, on a left back unless you <laughs> want to use you don't, it. <laughs> you don't let go of England's Kev Stewart, <laughs> you know, unless you plan on playing a left back. Guy, so he's, yeah. guy, guy 67 in FIFA at best. <laughs> 67 overall out of 100. Yeah. Kevin Stewart. Yeah. Sorry, man. Silver, yeah. silver card. <laughs> just smashed him. <laughs> I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> I have a two-year-old. I haven't played video games in a very long time. Uh, it's worse um, than insulting his mum. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a case of it's going to take a few games to wait and see mm. how this personnel really come together and, and what if it, if it is the formation, I think we'll know after a run of three home games that we have coming up now. Because if, if we continue to play like the last two games in midfield at home, then it's a case of something has to change there it's it's something that you know everybody should be up for and should be by the time we get to the other side of arsenal in really in the flow of it i think um i think the, the, i agree that there's there's some issues in midfield but the front three are pinning back opposition so well that it's kind of masking it and i think with time as players mm. start to understand you know how they're sort of playing this year because we don't know Klopp at the end of the day might have might be giving them certain instructions to try different things. For example, Vinaldum at times was starting really high, I felt. Like, you know, playing with, say, Henderson as a six and him and Omri Chan a bit further forward. Up, yeah, it was correct, a strain. Yeah. It was strange to see how high Vinaldum was. And he was almost not involved for a, for a long period in that first half. But like you said, when he changed it, when Milner comes on, and he's more of a ball player anyway, so mm. that was always going to help because it wasn't much going in there. It improved the situation a lot. Isn't that strange to have players like Chan and, and Vinald? More, more talk more about Vinaldum in that yeah. pushing forward. We're playing this attacking mm. um, sort of. No, it's not an attacking formation, but there is clearly a, a, a thought process of let's get forward. And then, like you said, it's all about the front three. So it's almost like. What, does it even matter how they're operating in there? Because we're, conce- we're conceding chances. Yeah. Arguably, as Klopp said, they were not that interesting. But, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. bring that impression out as much <laughs> as I can. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like just play defense and attack. That The midfield sort of, if it's going to mm. be that non-existent, might as well play the two. But moving then on to the front three, mm. yeah, they, they're pretty much just, they, they can make it happen for themselves almost. Well, they're, 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 I, th- I think they're making the midfield look probably better than they are at the moment. I think... I agree. I'm Henderson's biggest critic. Don't get me wrong. I was never a fan of Henderson initially coming into the Liverpool side. I thought he was always overrated. I thought it took him a long time to play well. But I was proven wrong last season a little bit. He um, he, he actually played quite well at times as the deep lying midfielder. But he's not playing that way at the moment. Mm. And there, you know, so maybe maybe I think that number six is the most important player in the team. So I think. If he can get firing, or if someone else plays in that position, is better suited to it. 
the midfield will be more important in games. So. Um, to, to wrap up the first half, obviously we do score the goal. Now the goal comes as a result of Sadio Mane getting getting brought down. He arguably would have gone through and scored anyway. I mm. think that's safe to say. Yeah, well, <laughs> obviously, of course, of course, of, of course. course. Um, it was just justice. I love when that happens. It wasn't free kick comes down. But you know, speaking about the front three, um, like I said, it's almost like we bypass the the um, the, the midfield now. I do want to get your guys' opinion on what you think of our two wingers because they're two completely different players. Something I've got as a note here is that yeah. um, Salah is is dubbed as the Egyptian Messi and he has little time. Oh, he's not Messi, obviously, but he's like an attacking midfielder that plays out on the wing. He's got all the qualities that a winger needs, but he plays like an attacking midfielder. He wants to pass and get it back. He wants to do little taps. He doesn't want to necessarily go past his, past mm. his man. The way he gets past his man is through intelligent runs or like a dummy to, to let the ball run past him. Mm. So um, I found him to be that style of winger. And then Mane is just your all... Uh, he's incredible. I think he's the best... Yeah, one he, of the best left wingers in, yeah. the, in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, Salah is, is on the wing because he probably just had this pace growing up where whatever the Arabic equivalent of lad your fast go out there yeah. uh, is and all of his coaches and his youth you know they said well, if we've got this fast kid put him on the wing because yeah. he can cut inside and just you know break break fullbacks ankles um, <laughs> whereas his brain may be not the same way that Mane's is where Salah doesn't look to take people on I've noticed you know in the in the times that we've gotten to see him he's not the same he's not going to stand you up like Mane as soon as he stands up a fullback you know it's on because if that fullback stops moving, he's toast. He's yeah. done. Um, they might get a lucky foot in and deflect it out of his path, but that's about it. Um, it whereas Salah is going to look and maybe try and play a one-two instead, or yeah. you know he's going to let that through ball maybe run past and try to cross to the other side of the ball and then maybe cut it back in a different direction or play something more creative for someone else and, and maybe be more of a provider. So I think when you see the, the wingers cutting in, and and I think Salah also has um, to get his radar right because he's had a few golden chances already in this early season where he needs to finish. Um, but I think if he gets a bit of a a sort of brain partnership with Mane going in, Mane is the finisher that you know Salah can provide for, and I think that could be a a goal assist combination that we could see quite a lot of uh, to to come where Salah the provider for Mane the finisher. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Ma- I'm not going to say um, that Salah is more technical. I think they're both very technical mm. players, but it's as though Salah tries to use that technique more often. It's like he tries yeah. to play the more technical combination type mm. play mm. more often. That being said, he did have one chance where he was basically one on with the keeper and being hunted down, which I found yeah. I found was a really funny moment because I yeah. thought. If he just takes one step to the left, to try yeah, and he needed to be on his defender. left foot. He did because he's trying to he's trying to dribble with yeah. his left foot whilst it's on his right foot. Yeah, so he can't. You know, the the ball actually it just runs in that sort of different direction and takes yeah. him off to the right. Yeah. Whereas if he'd gotten a slightly different touch on it, took it out to the left, uh, I don't think the the center half chases him down as quickly. He gets a little bit more distance on that dribble yeah. and. and you know, is able to then do a step on the keeper and, and slot it in. If, if anyone can remember, obviously a player that's nowhere near as quick as Salah, but arguably at the time was, you know, he's, he's two times the world-class player, Luis Suarez against Everton, when mm. he had that breakaway mm. and he was getting chased down by Phil Jagielka, who was at one po- <laughs> point or another the fastest centre-back in the Premier League. I don't know. But that's a difference because, mm. it, yeah, it doesn't matter how quick you are if you just make a wrong touch, yeah. you know, so we shouldn't be too upset. I th- I'm sure he'll get that right. Correct. But um, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just seems that Salah's the type of player... 
to try and anticipate a little bit more mm. than Mane, but Mane is the kind of guy who puts in that 5, 10, 15 sprints a game where he does create something out of nothing. So I mean, yeah. To, to wrap up the half, I do want to get into Trent Alexander-Arnold, but before that, I do want to I do want to talk a little bit about Firmino mm. and whether the it seems like it's very similar performances in in uh, like what I think he he performs generally a similar way. And it's that nicking in, but there's a moment, and I didn't quite get the minute that it was. Um, I do want to, I just want to get this off my chest in terms of, I think there should always be a moment that you pick in the game that's a Firmino intelligence moment. Mm. And you should just let everybody know because some people are like, he didn't, he doesn't do tricks and he's not, oh, he does do tricks. You know, he's not that quick and he doesn't score as many goals, but there's just a moment where Mane loses the ball just outside the box and he's the furthest forward. Now, Firmino's, Firmino's instant um, uh, instinct is not he, like, he doesn't need to sprint back to get into Mane's position. What he does is he tracks back and splits the two centre mids. And I just saw the Hoffenheim mm. backline buckle, <laughs> for no. lack of a better word. Shit they buckle because they don't know who to pass it to because he's splitting them. Mm. That, for me, summed up Firmino's mm. intelligence. He just and, and whenever we see him just nick the ball and give it, it's always because he's splitting. And the, the player's like, I reckon I can get it to that player or that player. But he's just in the middle. You do that to me in FIFA, man. <laughs> breaks my ball. Yes, I yeah. know. I know you can only pass it to two people. It's so upsetting. Yeah, get in the middle of them. Yeah. Don't give me. It's under. It's it's underrated, but it he's is. getting correctly rated. I think. Yeah. There's um. Yeah, I mean, there's the there's different types of intelligence in footballers, and you know we're talking. And I think yeah, good point before about money and Salah are as technical as each other yeah. and are as are. Intelligent as each other, but Mane's got a reactionary intelligence, um, whereas Salah's got a more cerebral um, thinking process where he plots ahead. Whereas Mane is just quick enough to react to whatever is happening, almost mm. like you know he's in matrix mm. mode, yeah. um, dodging bullets and that. Yeah. And I think Firmino's got that same sort of Salah cerebral intelligence where he's already plotted in his head every scenario that might happen, and okay, a scenario's happened, and now he goes with that course of action that he's already thought about. Um, which is what makes his his pressing from the front effective um, in that he knows what happens when the ball is lost. He knows what the defenders are going to think about already and what he has to do then to make that up. So that that cutting off the two players at once, he's already thought that scenario through and and practiced it many times before. And that's where where we see him. Hmm. I mean, this is going to happen a lot in this podcast, I reckon, because I've got you here, Chris, but we see Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. Um, that's 18 years old mm. to do what he just did. Now, yeah. um, I, I don't remember Steven Gerrard scoring a free kick when he, in his teens like that. We're not going to compare him to Steven Gerrard just, nope. because, just because he's a centre midfielder nope. for Liverpool who played right back and he's actually a <laughs> centre midfielder. And then he <laughs> also plays right wing. I'm not going to do that, okay? I said I'm not. You can hear X-Files music. Fox Mulder. But from an outsider looking in, having... I don't know how much of Trent you've seen. If you have seen him, you've seen substitute appearances in the Premier League possibly coming on as a as, as a more advanced right winger. Mm. What what do you see from a game like this? And be be, be feel free to look at the whole 90 minutes if sure. you want to, because we know him from the Academy. We know him from LFC TV. Mm-hmm. We've probably both got subscriptions and we watch the Academy games and the under 18s and stuff. We know what he can do. What does it look like looking from the outside? Does he look like an 18-year-old yeah, no. rookie? He, 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 well, I mean, he... He look, physically looks like a young guy, and you can tell. Um, but I think he um, he shows a lot of maturity for someone that age, um, which is uncommon. 
That being said, I do believe a lot, the goal Liverpool conceded was a bit of a brain snap from his point of view. He was waiting for the offside, blah, blah, blah. Very late in the game. It's probably mental tiredness yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and, you know, every player's done it, right? Yeah. So, you know, he actually did have did have a good game. In answer to your question, no, I didn't I haven't seen, I didn't see him at all um, in any game other than Watford and, and this morning. Um, but it was funny, just be- just before he scored, I was actually thinking, you know what, he's had quite a good game so far. And actually, I actually thought Moreno had a good game as well. I think we can come back to him. But um, yeah, he, he he seemed to push up at the right times. He had the right shape. You know, he, he could tackle well. And I think he was one of the few guys at the back who was a little, you know, com- I'm going to, inverted commas, com- be commanding when mm. it came to long mm. balls and headers which was exposed more in the second half. Mm. So all the ingredients are there, the signs are there. He seems pretty switched on. And he's he's a pretty tall guy. And he's pretty quick as well. So He looks tall. Those... I actually don't know if he's that tall because he looks tall. But I heard he was only 5'9", which well, is my height. Quick <laughs> quick plug. If you want to check out my Twitter, <laughs> yeah. today I did post a picture of me with Trent standing mm. next to him uh, when, I, when I met the team when they were here in Sydney. And so you can judge for yourself. I'm six foot four for reference. So you can judge can you, for yourself. Can how you tall. remember right now in your mental brain how tall he is? Like if, you, if he was to stand, like, can you imagine on yourself? Can we stand up right now? No, I can barely remember much of that day because I was over the moon. I felt like Trent <laughs> scoring the goal. Um, but I, I want to get this photo. I have the picture on my phone, which um, I will look up while I'm why don't talking. You, why don't you look up the photo? So, why don't yeah. you look up the photo? You were going to say something about Moreno. Yeah, Moreno. I actually thought he he had a good game by his standards. Now, I, I don't say that overly critically. I think he, you know, he ha- he's a type of player that has that kind of potential. Um, and it was funny talking about it with you at futsal on Monday night. I asked you how old he was and you told me he was 25 is, 25. is he 25 mm, yeah. I was in shock because I, I thought to myself this guy's got to be like 21 22 years no, old that's interesting by the way he plays from a you know from mm. again a maturity perspective so, he's mad yeah he, did it again. he does these wild challenges oh. he's got his right foot is hook. he looks like a like a hook going into it he's like, <laughs> How, I'm trying to do it with yeah, my hands. I don't touch know how. that leg weirdly. Yeah. yeah. Ill-disciplined type of left back, but has the ingredients to be much, much better. Um, but I, but then again, I don't think that he was tested, and I don't think um, Alexander Arnold was tested either because they weren't they going weren't, that wide. They weren't going mm-hmm. wide, Hoffenheim. You know. So, but you know, that's not to not to say that they won't deliver later when it counts. It, mm-hmm. it'll, they're going to be up against different types of opposition, playing different formations. Very quickly, I'm going to stand up with Matt to see how tall. Thingo is compared to right. Him. That's the same. He's so, the same height as me. Is he? So there's, wow. so there he is, and this is very bad for radio. Oh, but yeah. um, you know, Trent. He comes up to about your up, six four. He comes up to about your nose. He yeah, stands the, tall, obviously. He does stand up to his nose. <laughs> I, I slouch a little bit. You're not nearly up to my nose. Uh, He's yeah okay. yeah. So Trent's hairline is up at the top of my ear. Right. And your hairline is at the bottom of my ear, so right. yeah, he's about, a little bit taller than you. A little yeah. bit taller than me. That's not that tall. I'm not a tall bloke. No, not wow. really. But, so, but you yeah, get the looks. You You're so taller than him. Well, some players but, play and stand tall. You know? That's good. I mean, it's, it's true. That's Carragher did. Carragher was like five ten, I think, but he played like a six foot two behemoth grok. Let's let's. Yeah, these guys were tired too. They had just flown. You know, twenty four hours, played in a game, and then you know. Yeah, well. Stayed out the next night to watch the Europa League final and then yeah. you know, went to bed <laughs> yeah. um, at like 7 a.m. and went back up at 9. So, you know, it's good on him for standing up that tall. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 
We'll get into the second half because that that, that sort of ended that that half fizzled out. But I, I thought Hoffenheim again the way that they fizzled the the precise vertical passing that they did, despite what Klopp says about not in dangerous areas. I'm sorry, but if an attacker receives the ball and has a touch and can turn mm. uh, against your defense, I didn't like it. I'm sorry, I don't care what Klopp says. I didn't like it. Um, but there, there is that moment that happens in the second half. It sort of starts sort of the same way. Liverpool look a little bit more um, uh, controlled and 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 you know look like that they're they know what's going on a little bit more than the first half. Yep. But the, the main moment is I, I do want to look at my phone to see exactly what minute it is. Yep. But it's James Milner coming on. Yeah, it's that it's using the four fingers and then the two in front. Yep. We're using that screen and literally I think that's about the 60th minute until the 85th when we concede and we do concede from a long ball. So it's not from good football. There's no good football being played by Hoffenheim. Mm. We use the screeners yeah. and something changes and Liverpool, do- they don't dominate. They just control the game. Yeah. I want to give my my thought on this because this is, to me, the most fascinating part of the game. So I, to be honest with you, was, and I'm a neutral again, I was pretty shocked that, and I know everyone has said, you know, and the commentators were at pains to say that, you know, Liverpool's defence are vulnerable at the moment when it comes to set pieces. In fact, they have been for some time. I, fine, that may be the case, but I don't think Liverpool looked that uncomfortable in the first half. But Hoffenheim were playing football, right? Mm. The second half, it was pretty obvious that the manager for Hoffenheim had said, play the direct ball as much... Either as much as possible or much more, and I think that came off the back of a chance they had in the second half. Oh, sorry, in the, uh, towards the end of the first half, where Wagner hit the post, so it was a long ball played oh, across yeah, to yeah, Moreno, yeah, yeah. and Moreno didn't win the header, and then there was a, a scuffle. I think Mignolet made a save, and then Wagner it was a one on one. Gnabry, yeah, Gnabry, Gnabry yeah. got in, and and Mignolet saved it. Oh, it's a one on one. I know, out loud. I know. And then, <laughs> and then the, the follow-up went to Wagner, who hit the post. And I yeah. remember vividly seeing the, the Hoffenheim coach like smash something. He smashed the, the bottle against the yeah. wall. Yeah, I'm like these these young hot shots. <laughs> anyway, he's too so fucking young. He he's he's gone out there. He's clearly said, do you know, play the more direct ball. And I think that was to Hoffenheim's detriment. Mm. Yet at the same time, I saw. I saw what was going on with Liverpool's midfield, and, and there was a period in the, at the beginning of the second half where Hoffenheim was starting to dominate. And I said he should make a change in midfield if he has an option. He did, and it worked. Sixty-third minute, it was. I've just checked it. Sixty-third minute is that photo I've got. I do want to post it of Milner putting the four fingers and the two fingers. It was. It was. It was a very good move, and you know, I, I also noticed that Firmino was dropping more as a false nine, mm-hmm. and that started to help as well. In fact, he had a really important role in the in the second goal. Firmino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he? Is yeah, it him he, that plays through? He's Milner? the one that plays through yeah. Milner in the end. So, um, yeah. So I, I thought I agree with you. There was a big turning point in the game. I. I it would be. It would be interesting to see that moment because if he is dropping in, I think it was almost no. You know what it was? It was a um. It was the free kick. It was yeah, the ball was rolling, quick, and, yeah, and yeah, Vinaldum took the kick. Fr- quick uh, took a quick free kick. So um, that's it. Would be interesting to see if if Emre Chan replaces him because if we are looking at a four two three one, my mm. favorite formation, only because I think it's just the quickest way to just sort out a, a team. You know, Pochettino is using a four two three one for Tottenham. I think um, arguably Mourinho. I mean. 
He's always been a 4-3-3. We've had this discussion yeah, before. Yeah, What's yeah. he playing with United now, would you say? It looks think, like a 4-2-3-1. I probably, I look, I didn't watch United in the first game, but he loves 4-2-3-1. Yeah. I mean, he, he's sort of always played like that in one yeah. incarnation or another. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't know if but, you're not playing that way. Yeah. Um, regardless of what they're doing, this this was more of a four and then Milner Vinealdum, then Emre Chan as the attacking midfielder, and then we've got our front three. And it was like that, and it was quite comfortable. I mean... It was comfortable. Yeah. I mean, what, what are your views yeah. now? Well, I just cruised. I mean, you know, I, I did miss a little bit of it because I had to drive to the train station so I could go to work. Aussie problems. Um, Aussie problems. But, you know, I've got, watched the rest of it on my phone as soon as I got there. Um, but I thought... Uh, your your, your work isn't listening to this right now, are they? <laughs> oh, they don't care. It doesn't matter. My boss is a German who follows Cologne, so oh, right. probably happy to see Hoffenheim lose. In, in this um, moment, the situation was fine. Just a bit like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a case of... The and I think you know, great point about to Hoffenheim's detriment that they played so direct. Um, I'm by no means a Bundesliga or Hoffenheim expert, but I was researching them a bit uh, post facto um, today to find out is that their capability? Are they are they really they, that good? So are they not good? But the thing is, right? It's much like how if we tried to play direct, it doesn't bring out the best in our team. Agreed. Hoffenheim only had two double digit goal scorers last year, and they had a lot of goals coming out of other center forwards and midfields. Um, and a lot of assists going around there, um, looking at their stats. So if I were to glean uh, something about their team from that information, it looks like they're at their best, they're at their most attacking. And this is a team that didn't lose for a very long time in the Bundesliga last year. I think they went their first 15 or 20 games undefeated. Mm. Um, A lot of draws, but um, a lot of score draws as well. They're at their best when they're getting the midfield involved with their attack. So by going direct, and I don't know if they were maybe psyched out by Liverpool's midfield, if he thought he might have that best, it, it did kind of take the teeth away from their attack. Mm-hmm. You could see a lack of clinical finishing. It gave me flashbacks to some of our Liverpool sides in the past, but a lack of clinical finishing really hurt them uh, because they needed those center forwards to take advantage of the opportunities when they could get the direct balls. Um, so they weren't able to get that. And then bringing in Milner to shore up that sixth position, um, and just start becoming a, a distributor and, and keeping it calm and locking it down really just snuffed out any chance that they had to grow back into it. Would it be fair to say we had two six? I'm, I'm not saying two, two sixes, but you know, if there is a six in there, would it be safe to say that there was there was two of them doing that job? Is, is that was, was that viewable for that period? Yeah. yeah. Once 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 Milner came on, it certainly yeah. felt that way. Um, I think um, Omri Chan's pretty flexible, but I think he probably did need a ball player in there. To make it work, to, yeah. to make it click. Henderson wasn't demanding the ball. Mm. If you're going to play by yourself in there, you need to be pretty good. Yeah. So the goal's a bit of an anomaly, like we said, from the rolling start. The referee was a bit strange because there was that one moment where we were like four against one or four against the keeper, and he brought it back for the yellow card. Oh, yeah, Remember yeah. that? The, the, they didn't play the advantage. Yeah. Um, we saw. We, we mentioned the goal, Milner's goal, which was that. The, yeah, the rolling free kick, um, which possibly couldn't have stood. I would have been. I, I think it's a dumb rule anyway. Who cares if the ball's wrong? Just take the free kick. Who cares? But anyway, that happened. True. Debate for another day. <laughs> yeah. But um, then getting on to the third goal, because we did mention that that was quite controlled from Liverpool. They were doing all that. You know, Minile was taking his time again. I love it. Yep. I hope he gets another yellow. I want him to get sent off from, for time wasting. Mm. Can you yeah. get sent off Maybe. for time wasting? I want, I want him to. Well, if it's his second yellow, absolutely. I want him to. Well, I want him to get at least one red. <laughs> I think I'm going too far. <laughs> a little bit. Um, although it would be nice to see Carriers back out there again. Yes, yes, um, yes. I love him. But, but uh, I, I, I want to I sort of focus on... I mean, we, we basically, we've gone through it in, in, on how their goal came. Mm. Apart from the fact it scored from some dumb cunt named Uth. <laughs> <laughs> 
What it's, the fuck does all I can think of is Hooth. Yeah, um, he I wishes, know. He was, either, it gives me like you either be Hooth or yeah. like or just, what, what is Hooth? I don't know. It's, well, there's no, he's forgotten the consonant at the beginning of the word. I'm not here to disparage Germans, you know, if you're listening. <laughs> I don't um, care. His yeah, name's well, I, I work for one. Um, <laughs> as I said, uh, who was a great guy. Um, yeah, I, so where are we even going? The goal. Um, it's like a ball over the top, basically. I mean, if we remember in in sort of calendar or clock time it's about an hour after Trent scores uh that free kick jumps up in the air he's got the so the adrenaline has just started to come down good point. and we're off in his system uh he's watched Hoffenheim be offside about 120 times um they had the ball in the back of the net three officially three, according to the stats yeah <laughs> um it felt like a lot more it felt like they had the ball in the back of the net so often and then the flag was just up yeah. Um, for a foul or yeah. for something or yeah, yeah. Something. well they broke the rules so they deserve to be Dickens. called on it Cheers. yeah yeah cheat um so you know he's watched them be offside uh, a couple of times he's clearly seen that a player he thought was offside and it's nearing the end of a what looks like a comfortable 2-0 away win uh you know just puts the arm up and forgets to play a, you know play the whistle and that's all the space that Uth needed uh, to get through and and to be fair the, to him, the name. to be fair to him, it was a well taken shot. It was. It was actually. an incredible. It goal. was an incredible shot, and that was the sort of finishing that Hoftheim really needed earlier in the match. Um, I know they missed like six one on ones, and then yeah. they score freak fucking. From, yeah, you know, that young manager time. was getting the shit, man. He was, he was, I was actually right. enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm like, what is Jogilo thinking from yeah. the grandstands? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you were saying, prodigy. You were saying, you were saying that it was interesting that Jogilo yeah. was in yeah. the was in the stand. I was hoping that we get a pick nose moment. I, was, <laughs> I, I feel, I feel like the cameramen are trying to get that. Th- they want you know, it. They that, want that, it. That, that, whenever he touches his face, cut. Like, <laughs> it's, like bro, cut to him. It's rolling and recording all the time. <laughs> this guy, this guy, what's his name? Nagel Nagelharman. What's his name? I read about him in four four two as Nagel's being a young man. manager who was upcoming. And he's yeah. not only he's too, he's not only too young, but what the fuck was he wearing? <laughs> Where, where's your collar going? That. Where did your collar go? In? He looked like. Did you just like rip it off in a fit of rage? Where did his collar go? I've got a couple of things. Like, firstly, he looks like he's in a cult or something because he just had this yeah. long white shirt with yeah. a fuck with like like pants with the rolled Is up. This guy a priest. Like, <laughs> it looked like he was gonna baptize someone. <laughs> he was about to with that water bottle. Yeah, with the spraying all over his team. Power Christ compels you to score. Yeah, yeah. The shirt was too big. Yeah. He was too big. It was, it was, like, it was, it was like it the like it was he like the a dad shirt, you know. It's like the Back to the Future one, where it yeah. like it's supposed to go. <laughs> and it's supposed to like go to like he hasn't pressed the button. I know. It's like Marty McFly's son that like wears like half his sleeve off. He was wearing like Converse shoes. I was like, is, this, is his mum picking him up after the game to take him home? I'm like, what's going on here? Well, yeah. He's got license restrictions. He can't be out that late. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, oh, they, they scored for him. That's okay. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, where are we here? So, I mean, there's one thing I did want to I did want to bring up because we're at the we're towards the end of this. We've done a fucking amazing job, guys. Yeah, amazing I think so. fucking job. This has been tactical heaven. I, Jeff I, 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 I really, I really want to ask a question here. I really yeah. want to ask who no. needs who needs Nish. Who Honestly, need, who does need I Nish? Need, I don't um, even know um, Nish. <laughs> there you go. Chris has never met him. That's um, can I can I make? I, I need Nish. Oh. I, I might I might need oh, him a little bit. I see how Just it getting is. him nice and intimate with the camera. Yes. With, the, with the camera, <laughs> too used to cameras. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> actors. Um, no, yeah, acting talent. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love. We love you. Yeah, Nish. we do we, love. We, Nish. we love you, Nish. Hope you're enjoying um, your honeymoon. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask, 
is it is it safe to say that Liverpool sacrificed possession in this game, or or do you have to pay credit to Hoffenheim for just being a really good foot? Because like I mentioned in the first half, they did actually play around Liverpool's press. I mean, is it safe to say that Liverpool sacrificed possession? Because it sounds like that's what Klopp was saying at the end. Um, <clears throat> because Liverpool play really well when they sacrifice possession just quietly. Yeah, yeah I think I saw the, the stats say is what, eight wins, five draws, and one loss when Liverpool have less than 50% possession. Wow. Whoa, that's great. Yeah. I, I just love the stat. I yeah. love that it's a stat. So, well, Liverpool you. had 13, yeah. something like 13 attempts on goal to seven. Yeah, to that's Hoffman. right. So they yeah, actually right. had much more. Um, I think on some level that happened, but I don't think it's, it's conscious. Yeah. Pardon me, I'm just trying to get rid of a bird. Yeah, I think it was less, uh, they, they're less focused on passing it around the back. Like Watford was infuriating for long stretches where it was just passes to, mm. to center halves in our own half, uh, which is basically useless possession. You might as well not have the ball mm. if that's what you're doing with it. I understand you're trying to go around, find a way through and that, but mm. at some point you just need to put it forward. Um, and I think they did a bit more of that today. Um, you know, there were some cases where they just put it forward and you know what, if Salah can't control it or, you know, if Firmino loses it, well, then that's, that's what happens. Mm. But, um, you know, it, it may have been intentional. Uh, it may have just been a case of we're trying something and, and still trying to get the attack and the midfield to work together. Uh, that kind of resulted in that. What I liked about, sorry, George, what I liked about Liverpool was it's hard sometimes to strike the balance when you know, you haven't got your best 11 available to either play defensive or play uh, and and play how you should play which is to your strengths mm. which the you know with the team that you've got on the field that's what i think liverpool did and they seemed quite calm about it mm. i don't know mm. if you guys got that impression calm. but it didn't oh. ever really seem like liverpool were worried which was which worked in their favor you know they were, they were 2 nil up and they created chances and missed chances. They did. Like 14, Lovren, 14 to be exact. Lovren had missed close headers by that point. You know, yeah. Salah had missed the one-on-one. So I think, you know, I think yeah. what it came down to is, and what I wanted to say was, I think, and, and I go back to a quote that I once heard years ago from, I can't remember which Italian coach it was, but it was the Lippi, or I think it might have been Trapattoni, but he said, at halftime, a coach can either make a team 20% better or 50% worse. And I think that really happened today because... Klopp does that all the time. He actually says it's his favorite time of the whole game is halftime. Exactly. And you know what? In this game, I was looking at it and I was actually thinking, you know what? Liverpool should probably not change anything. I reckon they'll have enough to get mm. over the line. I think the players knew that. He made the right change at the right time. And I think the Hoffenheim coach actually hurt their chances of... Of, of creating more meaningful chances mm. during the game by saying, actually, no, we're going to play a slightly different style to expose our, inverted commas, weakness. In and because he was team. dressed like John the Baptist. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more so that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you know, if I had to rank the, the four halves of football um, in terms of how Liverpool have played and how they've looked uh, that we've had so far this year, I think Watford, second half, Liverpool played a lot better um, than they did in the first half. And I think then today's second half comes in a very close second to that. Yeah, um, it was, mm. you know, it was more controlled, I think, than, than the Watford one. The Watford one was pure energy. It was it was the, the essence of Liverpool of we're just going to go out there, balls to the wall. Yeah, they had to they had to get back into the game. So a completely different circumstance. Um, but I think the way that they did that was was a lot more um, of a of a dynamic and really marauding football team that we know that they can be. And then they just let it slip at the end. Um, but then today's was a more 
control. We got another goal. Everybody felt good. It was a bit of cruise control. Yeah, they let the goal in at the end, but then heads didn't go after that. We didn't let in a second one, which I think, you know, most of our fan base would have been packing it and saying, oh, it's coming, it's coming, especially when four minutes went up on the board. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we saw it out, and and I think that was a very good display. Um, Yeah, so I'm, I'm... Happy with that. I mean, how, I mean, just to wrap up, um, how do we expect Liverpool to go into uh, into Anfield? I mean, I'm expecting to see more control, more calm. The we're going to use the crowd, mm. European night, as they say, European <laughs> night under the lights. Um, so I think it's, I think in in that regard, I think the 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 belief and all that will be there. Um, but also, I th- I think much to this Nagelsman, this fucking guy with this weird fucking shirt and these weird <laughs> loafers and Converse shoes and pants, he's going to be also surprised by because he actually said, he goes, I don't care if it's home mm. or away. I'm going to play the same way and we're going to fucking do well. Mm, yeah. A little bit confident. He's got to get off Facebook, fucking youngster. Um, yeah. But I, I can I can see Liverpool probably playing more, more possession-style game, you know, not sacrificing as much of the ball. I mean, does that play into their favour? Well, I'm, how do they, how do we see them going into the next leg? Yeah, I mean, well, we don't have to score. A nil nil gets us through, so um, Hoftime's going to have to come out and and try to open themselves. Do we up. even know how to do nil nil? Well, <laughs> I can't remember the last one. Um, <laughs> Southampton last year. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Thanks. Um, I was trying not to. It's it's a case of so. I mean, Hoftime are going to have to come out and play, and he's already said that they're going to have to come out and play, and he they know going in they need to score too. So does that open up the things that we want to do in terms of using pace, getting forward? Absolutely. Um, you know, his the Nagelsmann's comments set me off on a little bit of a, a Twitter stato rage and that the last time we lost at home in Europe was 3-0 to Madrid. I saw you put that. Yes. Yeah. Um, somebody mm. follows me. Uh, I didn't like, did I like it? I don't like you it. Did. You know what I do? I look you at did. something and I go, I like that, and yeah. I leave it. You don't like it, yeah. <laughs> I don't actually heart it yeah. or like it, but yeah. I do like it. Cheers, man. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> before that, I think it was 2010, uh, yeah, against Braga, or, or one of those. Oh, so, you know, the whole, the whole Europa campaigns that we've had, um, haven't lost at home. So it's a case of if he wants to come and try and take on that record, well, fine. We know he's going to try and score goals, and club's going to set him up that way. I think our foes will be relishing all of the space that they're going to be working in. Um, it's not as if they didn't even have space today either. You know, they had channels to run down and Mane and Salah, and I think if Salah gets, uh, you know, maybe bags a couple on the weekend and then goes in with a bit of confidence, then he can possibly. Do a do a pretty good job against them too. Absolutely. Oh, I think their front Liverpool's front three will have more freedom in this next game, especially as time goes on mm. in that game. Yeah. You know, it, even if Hoffenheim score first, Liverpool still have the box seat. So because the away goals rule, they've got twelve yeah, goals. Exactly. Yeah. They've, they've got to score. According, my dad still think it actually counts double, even if it's not a draw. <laughs> 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 like, like, like we're watching Madrid and someone else, and you know Madrid are losing four three or something, and you know because it's eight three. He's going, mate. They got no chance. Like, what are you talking about? This like sixty minutes ago, <laughs> bro. It's tw- it's eight three. Four times two is eight. Times two is sixteen. Like, it's when it's Minus a draw. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah. So I, I think I think as time goes on, Hoffenheim will become more desperate, and I, yeah. you know, I think Liverpool have the artillery to beat them, and I think they have the psychological edge now. So I, I, I think it's set up the same way, play, and I think they will naturally play a more open game because they're at home, and and that'll work in their favour. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. I, I'm, I'm going to get a quick prediction from you guys, and we're going to try and wrap this up under 50 minutes. So quick prediction for the second leg. Uh, second leg, I think. 
Two one to Liverpool again. Beautiful. Yeah, I think Liverpool win three one. Three one, lovely. Well, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time on the couch. Even though there's not actually a couch, you guys have been incredible guests on the couch. I really wish I could have you back on. It's couch like. Um, it is couch like. It's been comfortable. Yeah. Um, but that has been the post Hoffenheim match on the couch. This has been the day trippers, and uh, we're gonna go get another beer. So, see you guys later. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.